Go ahead and put old on the pedestal right there. Like you couldn't pick someone a little more contemporary. <laughs> Warren Spahn. Everyone on his everyone on his staff said, "Who's Warren yeah, Spahn?" Right. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 11 minutes after 6 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Glad you're with us on this Tuesday morning. Vince, he played in the major leagues for 21 seasons. He was an all-star 17 times and a Hall of Famer and also governor of the great state of Wisconsin. I'm talking about Warren Spahn. How about that? <laughs> yes, Governor Spahn. That would have been a great nickname for him. Oh, Gov, Gov Spahn over there. Who's on the hill today? Ooh, the governor. Oh, oh Brewers are going to win the today. The governor's throwing today, huh? 300 wins for the so governor. That'd be a great nickname. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so this stems from a story that popped over the weekend from Wisconsin right now. Then all the other outlets grabbed it. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers has been using an alternate, uh, alternative state email account under the name of the late Hall of Fame legendary player Warren Spahn. So Warren Dot Spahn at Wisconsin Gov. <laughs> was, <laughs> was the email? Was Curly Dot Lambo taken? Ray Dot You know that was a problem because a lot of people would try to email Nitschke, but they misspelled the name, so, so he wasn't getting yeah, important correspondence. Right. <laughs> Warren Spahn. There's so, an H in there, by the way. Basically. Now, the administration says, look, the whole point of this was to avoid uh, all a ton of clutter of emails, to avoid phishing attempts and all this stuff, uh, other stuff, and that other governors have done something similar. Journal Sentinel says that Walker did this. He, uh, his was like Jeffrey Dot Scott. Jeffrey is his middle name. So Jeffrey no, Dot Kevin. S- Kevin, I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. Kevin Dot Scott at Wisconsin.gov. Um, so there, so he, so he didn't go famous sports heroes, <laughs> the route for choosing his alias. Ronnie dot Belliard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Harvey there, dot Keen. There are some questions about whether or not this should ha- happen. Harvey dot Keen, very good. Another one that'd be hard to spell. So um, he kept misspelling it. Apparently, but like the, pa- the paper says that Walker and Evers both regularly provided public records from their alternate email accounts. So it's not like they were hiding it, but it does... It does give you an opportunity to avoid public scrutiny if you're using Warren Dodge. So what, what you're talking about is, look, there's some controversial thing and Eric goes into the newsroom wants I want to see all the emails between Governor Evers yeah. and Speaker Voss. So then we and get I put those. in this open records yeah. request yeah. and you expect that to be fulfilled in its entirety. The concern is, are they leaving out, you know, Warren dot spawn? Right. Of course. Right. So then the question would be, okay, are there better ways to do this? Could you do like, you know, Tony.Evers2 or Tony.Evers3 right. like, or use a middle name or something, which would probably be a little bit more. Sure. And I, I think people could appreciate if you're if you have the type of job where your email inbox is flooded constantly. We have that here with all sorts of interview requests and spam and other yeah. things like sure, that. Of and co- obviously, of course. and there are, you know, constituent correspondence as well, which the governor's office has said, look, yes. Someone looks through all of that, so that's still getting through. But do you want right some crank who's upset about this, that, or the other when you're trying to plan a meeting with various other so, lawmakers? Uh, I am understood send, why, but yeah, I'm gonna it's send concerning. A note, though I'm going to send a note to the governor here: magic dot man <laughs> at wisconsin.gov. <laughs> Donnie Mikowski. <laughs> Doing nicknames now. That would be great. Also, like grave digger. <laughs> right, way to way to make yourself like. 
go ahead and put old on the pedestal right there. Like you couldn't pick someone a little more contemporary. <laughs> Warren Spahn. Everyone on his everyone on his staff said, "Who's Warren Spahn?" Six fourteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 5-6 and six Green Bay Packers stepped out on the practice field for the first time since their Week 12 win in Detroit. Jordan Love and the offense, a sight to see for the pack. And according to Mike Tannenbaum of ESPN, it's just the beginning in Green Bay. But when you look at the surrounding skill players, guys, from, from Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Musgrave, Reed, those guys are all young, and I think they're growing up together. I don't think anybody's going to see this Packer team, especially when you consider yesterday they were missing Jair, Alexander, Devondre Campbell on defense. So I think this team is coming, and I think Jordan Love's coming as well. Tannenbaum there on ESPN Radio head coach Matt LaFleur also not disagreeing with the former GM. Yeah, I think we're definitely operating at a much higher level. You know, Jordan's doing a really nice job. I think the guys around him are are helping that situation as well certainly the guys up front are doing a really good job in pass protection you know when you have christian watson out there going up for balls and and making plays on the ball and you know guys like malik keith making some contested catches it it certainly it's going to help your quarterback function at a higher level the packers did get some encouraging news at practice on monday jair alexander devondre campbell dontavian wicks rudy ford and eric stokes all returning to the practice field Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, on the other hand, were with the rehab group for the pack, and Josiah DeGora was the lone player who did not participate. Two college hoops after winning the Fort Myers tip-off last week, the Wisconsin Badgers got back to work on Monday night, dominating Western Illinois from start to finish in this one, winning 71-49. to Boom, he's got his double yep. figures. The call there on FS1 as the Badgers with the win, improving to 5-2 on their season. And lastly, back over to the NFL where the Chicago Bears sunk the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football, kicking a last-second 30-yard field goal to win it by a final score of 12-10. The win improves the Bears to 4-8 on their season, and the loss drops Minnesota to 6-6 on theirs, leaving Green Bay just a half game out of the final NFC playoff spot. Coming up next, we are awash in holiday lights displays. Which ones are new? Which ones are free? Which ones do you have to pay for? That's all coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. So it is holiday light season. You see somewhere on the neighborhood. Some you drive by for free. Others you got to pay to get in. But Southeast Wisconsin is lit up for Christmas. Oh, oh! to enjoy the holiday season, especially with the kids along. Friend of the program, Callie Herbst, founder of Milwaukee with Kids, MKEWithKids.com, live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Happy holidays, Callie. Good Thanksgiving at your house? A great Thanksgiving at our house. Yeah, one of the best, I would say, actually. How about you? Uh, Yeah, well, we traveled for the holiday, which was new for us, but uh, glad, glad to be back home. Yeah. So these holiday light shows just absolutely exploded in popularity. I mean, from downtown Milwaukee out to the suburbs. So a little help this morning in sorting that out. Can we talk first about like what's new this year? Any, any new attractions really on your radar? Yes, definitely. So Enchant Christmas is one of the most exciting new things that's coming to Milwaukee this year. It's in, it's in Franklin Field. It's already underway, um, and it goes through December 31st. 
it's kind of an investment, but it looks incredible. Um, there's like this amazing light maze that's very immersive. It's, it's very expansive. When you look at these pictures, it looks like an entire village that's lit up. And there's also an ice skating trail. You can meet Santa, a little elves play place. So you'll have to just hop online and look at it, but it looks absolutely incredible. An ice skating trail. So you can, you can skate through the lights? Yeah, that's right. Okay, the zoo has something every year, right? Yeah, the zoo um, does wild lights every year, and they've done it for a few years. It's really cool. If you're, if you're a zoo lover, then you're definitely going to want to go because they obviously deck it all out with lights. There's sculptures that are like animals, you know, like a giant lit up lion and a giant lit up elephant. This year, what's new is that they're doing a drive through option on some of the nights. So, you know, check out what nights work for you, and you can decide if you'd like to like walk through or do a drive through thing. It might depend on your kids' ages. But, yep, Wild Lights is back this year with a new drive through option. Talking holiday lights displays with Callie Herbst of MKEWithKids.com. Do you know anything more about this giant teddy bear they got out at the corners? I mean, I know they always decorate that place beautifully, but this teddy bear is pretty big. I know. It's so cute. Well, I love that the corners always goes all out. They'll, they'll do a tree lighting this weekend. They always have a Santa's mailbox in their vestibule there. Um, they just do all kinds of special events. I know they do, like, a live reindeer event. So if you, you know, if you want to get some shopping done, that's a, that's a really festive place to go. And as you mentioned, this year, they've got a 16-foot teddy bear that's all lit up with holiday lights. And it looks really, really cool. So um, I just think the Corners is a great place to go for your shopping because they've got all the fun stuff going on as well. So some of these are, are things that you have to pay to get into. But what, what do we know that's free out there? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me, of course, is Candy Cane Lane. And there they're seeking donations for the Mac Fund. You throw a few bucks in the jar when you, when you pass on through and Santa gives you a little candy cane or something like that. But uh, be, beyond Candy Cane Lane, other free options? Yeah, so the Miller Valley Holiday Lights is a fun one. Um, they do it every year. It's going to start December 1st through 27th. And you drive down through the Miller Valley, you park across from the Frederick Miller Brewery. It's a historic brewery. And they have it really well decorated every year. And it's, um, it goes with the music. Like you tune your radio to some station, 91.1, I believe. And it's every 10 minutes, and it's just this cool lights show. And that's totally free, and it's um, just a fun area to drive through. And then um, there's one also down in Caledonia that I just learned about this year that I'm sure some of your listeners know about, and it's called Jamestown Lights. And it's just a neighborhood down in Caledonia, but it's like several houses that um, band together and create this really cool display, and it's totally free. Um, and it's also synchronized to music on 97.7. So it sounds really fun. Awesome options. Thanks so much, Callie. Good to catch up with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Website is mkewithkids.com, or you can just drive by Eric's house. He put the lights up this weekend. <laughs> I did. So. Is that, is that <laughs> worth a drive-by or no? <laughs> Bucks have an opportunity to be a top seed in the in-season tournament. We'll tell you how they get there. Brandon Snyder has sports at 645. Police in Michigan take a suspect in custody after they say he stole a forklift, a giant forklift, from a middle school and led them on a chase for more than an hour through the streets of Ann Arbor. Okay, so this can, I, can I stop you there? <laughs> somebody, somebody ripped a forklift. Yes, 
but was being quote unquote chased. Yes, the video is pretty phenomenal. Actually, listen how fast to this. is that forklift? Listen to this. You can hear the people laughing in the video they're taking of the forklift being driven and the multiple cars chasing after it while the reporter is talking. A forklift followed by multiple police cars taking a joyride through the city. I figured some like <laughs> you hear the laughing. <laughs> it's just going about twenty miles per hour, driving over some parked cars. By the way, like this was dangerous at times. So it happened after the Ohio State-Michigan game at the Big House. Okay. It's okay, right? I some, like, Ohio State guy or some Michigan guy that was drinking a lot. Just, we were having fun and stole a forklift. No, no. <laughs> Musa Basil there. He watched the chase unfold. No, it wasn't some student from Michigan or from OSU. It was, in fact, a student, a 12-year-old. I'm just a little surprised that he was managed to operate that and was able to get the keys to that and then start it. I'd... Just kind of shocked. <laughs> yes. yes. So it was parked at a middle school. Kid climbed into the hub there, found the keys, fired it up, and <laughs> off he went. <laughs> and there's video everywhere of this kid driving around, joyriding, people laughing at their scene. This thing fly through the area, and all these cop cars chase after it. Now, again, though, not all funny. Like, this got serious. This could have been incredibly dangerous. It's a large vehicle. It weighs as much as 35,000 pounds. It's got these giant forks on the front of it. They were able yeah. to stop him after he drove over, like, 10 different parked cars. They got him in the custody. Obviously, he'll face some... Charges for this, but all's well that ends well after that game. I think a 12-year-old Eric, a little bit devious, but, you know, not a bad kid. But you got into trouble. Like, kids sure, get into trouble, right? Sure, everyone, you, yeah. You decide you're going to climb up in that thing, and the next thing you know, you've actually started <laughs> Right. Yeah, and then, you're freaked out. I'm like, I'm a, how do I turn this off Is that right thing away? even an automatic? I wouldn't even know how <laughs> right? to drive. Instead, <laughs> Here go, we, here we go. go drive it around on the street. That's here another I, level. See if I can lift up this Honda here. Yeah, keep an eye on that kid. 639 in Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 643 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Big day today for a 15-year-old from Milwaukee, Gianni Cantero. Yeah, what's, what's Gianni up to? Marquette University High School sophomore. He's a track star. He's also very good at basketball. He's paralyzed in one leg due to a virus he got when he was just six years old. I got like a really, really bad cold almost. It kind of like messed with the nervous system in my leg. So Gianni was in studio with us last week when you were gone along with his mother, Tila, and she says it was so tough for the family. You know, think about all the changes that go on as you grow and you develop and whatnot. Okay, your child, by the way, can't use his left leg oh. anymore. We learned together, and it was Gianni's motivation that kept us pushing. You know, you can't cry about it. You right? can't do anything because my son's not crying about it, so I can't cry about it. And so we just had to keep going, and he was the one who just kept us going. He still does to this day, you know, just that motivation that he has inside of us just pushes all of us. So now, flash forward nine years, he's a track star, also plays basketball using a wheelchair, and he's done so well. He did well in the state championships last year, did well in nationals. Now that he was put on the wait list for the World Ability Sports Games in Thailand, and today... He leaves for Thailand to compete for Team USA. In, in basketball or which? No, this will be for track. For track. For track. And he said uh, finding out he could go and compete was the most exciting thing. It just made me super excited. Like, very excited. I remember Went to my walking. parents' room right away. Yeah. Yeah, I was... <laughs> he hopped right out of his room and straight to me. He's like, I'm going to Thailand. Didn't matter if I was on a work call. He's just like, I'm going to Thailand. Awesome. So pretty awesome. Yeah, the, cool. the ultimate goal is to make the Paralympics, and uh, he starts his trek today. He leaves for Thailand with the family, 
And uh, and by the way, that's quite an investment. Team USA doesn't just call and say, okay, we, we'll pick up the check. No, you, you, a lot of that is still on you. Uh, if you want more information, just text the word track to the old National Bank Talking Text Line, 855-616-1620. We'll send you the all the information, including his GoFundMe. So pretty cool. We'll have to follow him. If he does well in Thailand, Paralympics is next. And that would be in conjunction with that usually happens right after the re- mm-hmm. uh, the regular Olympic yes. Games. So mm-hmm. that would be, what, 20? Be coming up here yeah. in the next couple of years. My goodness. All right. You know, it's amazing. We've talked about this before, but young people who've been through something, whether it's kids with cancer that we've talked yeah. to or whatever, like just seem to have like an inspirational quality about them. Like listen to how he's handling this. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like it, it actually gives you hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? You realize that, okay, you know, like the younger generation, they know what they're doing. And tells you to shake off whatever's bugging you today. Absolutely. Right? 646, Brandon Snide's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 12-5 and 5 Milwaukee Bucks are back to work tonight following their Sunday win against Portland. Head coach Adrian Griffin addressing the media following the team's 26-point come-from-behind win on Sunday with a simple message for his team going forward. There's a lot of expectations uh, on, on our team, and I think they've been handling well. But, you know, sometimes things happen. It's never going to be perfect, and, and we got to stick together, and we got to keep fighting. The Bucks will take on the Heat in Miami to wrap up group play for the league's in-season tournament. With the win, the Bucks will punch their ticket as the group winner. Tip-off tonight is set for 6.30. Tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. for full coverage. The Green Bay Packers hit the practice field on Monday night in preparation for the Chiefs on Sunday night. The last time Green Bay and Kansas City met, it was back in 2021, and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers under center. It was number 10, Jordan Love. According to head coach Matt LaFleur, it's one of those game plans he still regrets to this day. It was one of those deals where we came in, I think on Wednesday morning, we found out that Aaron was going to be out and Jordan was going to be in. And we should have, instead of just riding with what we game planned, we should have, I don't want to say started over, but we should have had a better plan in place for some of the potential issues that were going to come up that absolutely came up in that game. And I just, I didn't like the answers that we had for him personally. You know, I'm sure there's some things he could have done better, but there was a lot of things that I felt like uh, were out of his control. On the positive side of things for the pack, they are getting healthy at the right time. Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, Eric Stokes all returning to practice on Monday afternoon. Two college hoops around the state after winning the Fort Myers tip-off last week. The Wisconsin Badgers got back to work on Monday night, dominating Western Illinois from start to finish in this one, winning 71-49. to Mini 6-0 run right now for Wisconsin, fading away. With the win, the Badgers improving to 5-2 on their season. And lastly, the Marquette Golden Eagles return home tonight to play host to Southern University. Coverage will get underway over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, beginning at 7.30. Hey, coming up, this do you understand the in-season tournament, like how it all works? I think so. I thought I did, and then maybe I don't. I don't know. So the Bucks play a really important game tonight, because if they win tonight, they're 4-0 in the pool play. Yeah. And then, like, we reset. And then the pool play winners from here, there, whatever, they're in. And then some other teams might also be in. Maybe, yeah. Okay, well, instead of listening to us <laughs> go back and forth on it, we'll bring in Lori Nickel from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. She will explain the in-season tournament to us. Everything you need to know that's coming up next. on this Tuesday morning. Friend of the program, Lori Nickel, live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Good Thanksgiving over there in the uh, Lori Nickel house. It was good. How about you? No cooking involved. No burning of the food. So <laughs> nice. it was good. 
Yes, Eric told me about your <laughs> your chat last week about your cooking prowess or lack thereof. No, we traveled and like you were just recently back from New York City. Man, that's a crazy town, but I'll give you a takeaway from there and I don't know if you saw this if you did a subway travel at all, but you know, the NBA is promoting their in-season tournament all over the subway system and there are posters, giant posters of our guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. all over the New York subway and I just had a moment of pride there of like Man, we've got a global superstar in Giannis and sometimes don't appreciate it. Yeah, that's not unusual, though. I experienced that on a global scale last year when I was in split Croatia and would try to make small talk with the cab drivers and things like that. I would say, I'm from Milwaukee, and I cover the Fox. And they're like, Giannis Antetokounmpo? You know, like, so in Croatia, they knew him. Yes. And I thought that was so cool. And the year before that, when I was in China, for the Olympics, it didn't even have to be in Beijing. I was up in the mountains where the snowboarders, snowboarders were. And the kids, I brought fuck stuff with me as gifts to say, you know, hi, I'm from America and all that. And I remember the first kid I gave it to, a college kid over there, he's like, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I had a T-shirt of him. And he's like, this is a precious gift. And I'm like, and in China, they usually worship the Lakers or the Bulls. So Giannis has been in the top three, I think, in popularity globally for jersey sales and and for social media recognition for a couple of years now, definitely even before the Bucks won the NBA championship. So it doesn't surprise me that he's the poster boy in New York City. So the in-season tournament is underway. If the Bucks win tonight, they'll move into knockout play. They'll clinch their spot. They'll likely make it either way, but we'll see. So has this worked, this in-season tournament, do you think? We don't know yet, um, but I, there's a couple. I look at it in a couple of ways. There's the veterans and how they think the NBA in-season tournament looks, and the young newcomers like Damian Lillard from the Bucks is like, you know, this would be great if if you can do well because there's a five hundred thousand dollar winning payout per player, hello, and a two hundred thousand um, dollar payout for the runner-up. So Damien's like, hey, you know, some of our younger guys, that's a lot of money. Um, but I thought Giannis Antetokounmpo said it best on Sunday after the Portland win. You know, Giannis was like, it's, it's a game. It's just another game. They're trying to make the environment heavy is what the word that he used. And what he means by that is increasing expectations, increasing fan interest and things like that. So, you know, the veterans are kind of treating this as like, yeah, yeah, whatever. In-season tournament, fine. But somebody new, like Coach Adrian Griffin, who's, you know, making his mark as a first-year head coach, said, you know, if there's a trophy, we're going after it. So I'm curious to see how the different strategies or, like, um, priorities between the veterans and the newcomers in the NBA, how they feel about this. This is very popular in Europe in basketball. You know, Marquette's Travis Diener, uh, when he was playing in Italy, they had a t- tournament like this, a midseason tournament, and it was, be- grew into a big deal. It was almost as big as the regular championship. I don't know if that's going to happen in the NBA, so we're in a wait-and-see mode. Okay, so are we going to win? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. then, I'm, then I'm super interested. We get to that championship game, then I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll be the playoffs will be in Las Vegas. Um I, you know, the Bucks are working through so many problems right now, even with a great record, a 12-5 and record. Let's just see what happens in Miami first tonight. Make sure everybody gets out healthy. That's what I care about as somebody who likes watching the NBA. I don't want to see any crazy injuries in November. 
uh, when June is a long ways away. No, that's true. Eye on the prize. Lori, great to catch up with you. Thanks so much. Good seeing you guys.